Blog Talk Radio. Psalm 82, a psalm of Asaph. God standeth in the congregation of the mighty. He judgeth among the gods. How long will ye judge unjustly and accept the persons of the wicked? Selah. Defend the poor and fatherless. Do justice to the afflicted and needy. Deliver the poor and needy. Rid them out of the hand of the wicked. They know not, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course. I have said, Ye are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High. But ye shall die like men, and fall like one of the princes. Arise, O God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations. Well, good evening, everyone. This is Kennard Levy-Brown. I'm your host for the Merciful Servants of God Biblical Instructional Program. This program has been on for quite a while, I think since 2007. So we've been on the air now for 12 years. And I hope that this free podcast is beneficial to you. Um, I do do other programs on other um, other venues, but this program is mine. I can say what I want to say, and um, I can be totally 100% free um, in teaching, and that's, that's such a privilege to be able to, to be in that situation, um, and I'm going to take full advantage of it. And so what we're going to talk about uh, today is something that was brought to my attention and, you know, from time to time as as a shepherd, as a pastor, uh, I get challenged. And when I, sometimes when I get challenged, I'm not prepared for an accurate response. Uh, But when I do research, um, I could respond appropriately. And so we were, I know me and my wife were at uh, some individuals' homes and this one individual came out and said, you know, just quoted the scripture to justify the fact that it's okay to have um, people who um, thinking that the the Sabbath day is Sunday to to come and teach um, a congregation. And so me and my wife didn't say that was a good idea to just have somebody Sunday worshipers, not that Sunday worshipers are going to be thrown in the lake of fire. It's just that Sunday worshipers, most of them, have been deceived and they don't understand the truth about what the true Sabbath day is. Uh, And so uh, we should pray for them and hope and pray that God leads them to the truth. But the point of what I'm trying to make is that um, I would not allow any uh, person who's not keeping the Sabbath to come teach my uh, fellowship about anything that's biblical. All right. And so um, I don't think they liked my response and then someone else that I knew also agreed with me as well. So anyway, this is a um, response to that, an appropriate response after I've had time to study this and look at uh, uh, various texts and so forth. So anyway, let me uh, quickly, because I, if I do go over, I'm going to go over four or five minutes and I'm trying to make this 15 minutes. 
And so Jesus or Yeshua, that's his Hebrew, that's, that's how you say his name in Hebrew, Yeshua. Uh, Jesus said the following in Mark chapter 9, verse 38 to 41. And John answered him saying, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name, and he followed not us. Okay, so first of all, he's saying that these individuals were casting out demons, and they didn't follow him. So does that mean that they were Sunday worshipers? No, of course not, because in the first century, when you when you read the Gospels, you have to understand you're reading the Gospels in a social context of people that were keeping the Sabbath and the holy days, and they weren't eating pork and other unclean meats, um, and, and keeping and they were also keeping the rest of the commandments. So that's the important thing you need to understand whenever you're reading the Gospels. Many people today, they read the Gospels in the social context of the 21st century. And you can't do that. And that's why many people are thrown off when they read this. And, and, and that's, that's why also many people are thrown off when other people uh, teach incorrectly about this. And so John answered him saying, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name and following not us. So you have to immediately understand that this was being said in a in a context of Sabbath of a Sabbath keeping people in Jerusalem, all right, in the area of Jerusalem. And we forbade him because he followed not us. Now, when you understand also the Jewish social context, uh, as far as as a rabbi is concerned, Yeshua was a rabbi or the greatest rabbi who ever lived or teacher. And the traditional way that people were taught, they, they, um, they allowed themselves to be taught by a teacher, and they were supposed to imitate everything that the teacher did. And there was various rabbis all throughout Judea, and Yeshua was one of them. And he had his group, and all the rabbis had their group, but they all believed the same thing. They all kept the Sabbath, the holy days, and the clean and unclean meat instructions. All right? So I just want to point that out to you. But Jesus said, forbid him not, for there is no man which shall do a miracle in my name that can lightly speak evil of me. And so Psalm 105, verse 1, plainly reveals this. I hope I can do this in 15 minutes. I don't know. I'm going to try. Psalm 105, verse 1. It states here, Oh, give thanks unto the master. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. So if you're involving his name, then you're going to be doing his deeds. And in Ephesians 5, verse 1, it plainly states that we ought to imitate God. And I think most people who claim that they're Christians believe that Jesus is God. And then John 10, verse 30, he states that me and the Father are one, meaning they agree on the same thing and they believe in the same thing. All right. So anyway, uh, but Jesus said, forbid him not, for there is no man which shall do a miracle in my name, meaning doing his deeds. Okay. And Yeshua stated in John uh, 14, verse 15, that uh, if you love me, keep my commandments. And in John 15, verse 10, he stated that he kept his father's commandments, all right? And so for he that is, that's his deed, for he that is not against us is on our part or on our side. For whosoever shall give you a cup of water to drink in my name, because you belong to Christ, verily I say unto you, he shall not lose his reward. And so does this mean that anyone that claims that, that Jesus is the Christ and I believe in Jesus is not against Christ? What does it really mean to be not against Christ? Is it that, okay, many historians believe that Jesus existed, but does that mean that they are a believer because of that? Or people say, I believe in Jesus. Does obedience have anything to do with not being against Christ? So we're going to take a look at that today. In Genesis 20, verse 6, it's the first occurrence of the phrase against us. And the interesting thing about this, when you go to Genesis, Genesis chapter 20, 
verse 6, it states the following. And, and God said unto him in a dream, yes, I know that, and he's talking to, um, who is he talking to here? He's talking to uh, Abimelech. Yes. All right. And in verse 6, and God said unto him in a dream, yes, I know that thou didst this in thy integrity of thy heart, for I also withheld thee from sinning against me. So that's the first occurrence of that phrase in the Bible, against me, that has something to do with sin. And so when you sin, you are against God. <laughs> okay, that's as plain and simple as that. And what is sin? 1 John 3, verse 4, sin is the transgression of his instructions or his way of life or his Torah or law. Okay, and so we got to understand that in 1 John, 1 John 2, verse 6, plainly states, he that says he abides in him ought himself also to walk, even as he walked. My last program, and you can check it out, um, it talked about uh, the fact that uh, it did a comparison between uh, the traditional way of understanding Jesus versus the, the biblical way of understanding Jesus. So uh, it's, it's the program that I've done last week. I implore you to listen to that. But anyway, in 1 John 2, verse 1, it says, My little children, these things write unto you, that you sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Yeshua Messiah, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he is the propitiation or covering for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the entire world. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that says, I know him and keepeth not his commandments is a liar. And the truth is not in him. And so let's start with the, the Ten Commandments. The commandment that most Christians don't keep is the Fourth Commandment, the Sabbath. And uh, if you don't keep the Sabbath day, then that's a sign that you are a believer, according to Exodus chapter 31. But anyway, verse 5. But whosoever keepeth his word in him, verily is the love of God perfected, whereby we know that we are in him. He that says he abides in him out himself also to walk, even as he walked, even as he walked. All right. And so not against me simply means if you're not against the Lord, that means that you are obeying him to the best of your ability and you're doing what Caleb did in Numbers chapter 14. Numbers chapter 14, verse 24 states plainly, but my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit, which was the spirit of truth, the, the real Holy Spirit in him, uh, with him, and hath followed me fully, him will I bring into the land, all right? And so we have to follow him fully. That's what it means to follow him, all right? If you're not against him, that means you're following him fully. That's what it means, ladies and gentlemen. Exodus chapter 20, uh, 32, verse 33. And this is another example of being against God. Uh, Exodus 32, verse 33. And the Lord said unto Moses, whoever has sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. So if you continue to sin and don't want to repent of it, then you're going to be blotted out of his book. In other words, you won't live again. All right. And so Isaiah chapter one, Isaiah chapter one, verse two plainly states, hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. I have nourished and brought up children, and they have rebelled against me. So also being against God is rebelling, refusing to obey him on a consistent basis. That, that's, that's being against God. And so in this passage here, these people were able to cast out demons because they weren't against God. They weren't against the fact that Yeshua was the Messiah. So that's what was meant here. That's the proper way of understanding this when you understand the social environment that this was uh, written in. 
And so I hope I've clarified that uh, the most people. I wanted to quote other scriptures, but I think it's really unnecessary other than uh, I wanted to quote this scripture. Um, if you want to know how to become uh, the Messiah's friend or God's friend, then here in John 15, verse 14, it says, you are my friend if you do whatever I command you. Now, remember, he's Yodevahe, or he's God, okay? And verse 15, henceforth, I'll call you not servants, for the servant knows what his Lord does, but I have called you friends for all things that I have heard of my father have made known unto you, okay? And then here we go again. I mean, this is one of the scriptures that I quote a lot, Numbers chapter 32, verses 11 to 12, surely none of the men that came out of Egypt from 20 years old and upward shall see the land which I swore unto Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because they have not wholly followed me. So you have to wholly follow him. You can't partially follow God and be considered a believer. Verse 12, save Caleb, the son of Jupanet, the Kesanet, the Kenazite, and Joshua, the son of Nun, for they have wholly followed the Lord. So from that sinful generation in the wilderness, only Caleb and Joshua wholly followed him. Okay? Of course, Moses and and, and Aaron did and, and Miriam, but but along with and the, and the Levites, some of them, but also Caleb and, and Joshua of that generation that, that was uh, cursed because of their disobedience. All right, so I hope I've clarified this. And Isaiah 66, here's another one. Isaiah 66, I may go off the air here because I want to quote all these scriptures here that I have, um, but you'll be able to, to listen to the rest of this in the archives. Isaiah 66, verse 24, and they shall go forth and look upon the carcasses of the men that have transgressed against me. For their worm doesn't mean them, but the worms on, on your dead body shall not die because there's going to be so many bodies there. They're going to be consuming them. Neither shall their fire be quenched, and they shall be an abhorring unto all flesh. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, God expects us to obey him fully, not partially. And if we don't do that, then we are a part of the world. And then James chapter 4, verse 4 states the following. It says, you adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. You are a friend of the world when you refuse to obey him completely, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm going to go off the air here, but I'm going to spend another five minutes uh, going over some important points of what I feel is a very important Bible study because uh, quite a few people can be deceived by Mark chapter 9, verse 38 to 41. All right, so I'm in the recorded uh, session of uh, this Bible study. Now, here's another scripture in Matthew chapter 12. Verse 30, it states, he that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth abroad. All right. And then Luke 11, verse 23 says the same thing. Luke 11, verse 23 states, he that is not with me is against me, and he that gathereth not with me scattereth. So, and then he said uh, in Mark chapter 9, uh, he states that um, for Jesus said, forbid him not, for there is no man which shall do a miracle in my name that can lightly speak evil of me. But he that is not is against us is on our side. So if they are able to perform miracles and are doing the things that proves that they follow him, then, of course, they are for him. So that's the proper way of understanding that scripture. 
uh, Jeremiah chapter 2. Let me read this here. Jeremiah chapter 2. Verse 8 states, the priest says not, where is the Lord? And they that handled the Torah knew me not. The pastors also transgressed against me. Here we go again, against me. And the prophets prophesied by Baal and walked after the the things that do not profit. And so, again, being against God means you just don't want to obey him. Um, It says, says right here, you don't want to obey him fully. Wherefore, will you plead with me? You all have transgressed against me. Here we go again. Um, Jeremiah 5, verse 1. I mean, verse 11. Jeremiah 5, verse 11. For the house of Israel and all the house of Judah have dealt very treacherous against me. All right? I mean, this is all throughout the Bible, ladies and gentlemen. This is, again, a Bible study that you can easily do using a concordance. And he said unto me, Son of man, I send thee to the children of Israel to a rebellious nation that have rebelled against me. They and their fathers have transgressed against me even unto this very day. And Israel is not just the Jews. There's also people who uh, believe that Yeshua is the Messiah because he's the king of Israel. So you get automatically grafted into the commonwealth of Israel, according to the scriptures in Ephesians chapter 2. Ezekiel chapter 14. Ezekiel chapter 14. Ezekiel chapter 14, verse 13, it states, Son of man, when the land sins against me by trespassing, by trespassing grievously, Son of man, when the land sins against me by trespassing grievously, then will I stretch out my hand. And so I just wanted to point that out to you again. Whenever you see against me, it's referring to, in a lot of cases, that um, people that claim to believe, they don't do obey him completely. Uh, Ezekiel chapter 20, verse 8. But they rebelled against me and would not hearken unto me. They did not every man cast away the abomination of their eyes, neither did they forsake the idols of Egypt. Then I said, I will pour out my fury upon them to accomplish my anger against them in the midst of the land of Egypt. Okay, so this this is, again, I'm just trying to break this down in a simple way. But the house of Israel rebelled against me in the wilderness. They walked not in my statutes, and they despised my judgments which if a man do, he shall even live in them and my Shabbats. They greatly polluted, just like most of Christianity greatly pollutes the Sabbaths. A lot of them, of course, don't know, but some of them do know, and they still teach against keeping the Sabbath, and they, and they deceive people, a lot of them deceive people into thinking the Sabbath is on Sunday when it's not. Um, I would pour out my fury upon them in the wilderness to consume them. And so that's how strongly he feels about his Sabbaths. Uh, Exodus chapter 20, verse 21. Notwithstanding, the children rebelled against me. How do you rebel against them? How are you against them? Not walking in his statutes, neither keeping his judgments, to do them, which if a man do, he shall live in them. They polluted my Sabbath. Then I said, I will pour out my fury upon them to accomplish my anger against them in the wilderness. So again, I, I think I've showed you plenty of proof here that being against the master, the Lord, is not wanting to completely obey him. And here's one last scripture, I think is the last scripture in um, James. James, let me see. And it talks about the law. And 
So it talks about right here, um, verse 25, but whosoever look into the perfect law of liberty and continue, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the law, this man shall be blessed in his deeds. Okay, so we, we have to obey the law. And I'm trying to find a scripture when it talks about, I think it's in, yeah, it's in chapter two here, of James, in chapter two. Here we go. And here we go. Verse 10, James chapter two, verse 10, for whosoever shall keep the whole law, all of his instructions, and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. For he that says, do not commit adultery, also said, do not kill. Now, if thou commit no adultery, yet if thou kill, you are become a transgressor of the Torah. All right. So speak ye. And when I mean Torah, I'm talking about all the instructions of God, starting with the first five books and all the rest of the Bible, all the instructions, all the commandments, because there's several commandments and instructions all throughout the Bible. James 2, verse 12, so speak ye and do so as they that shall be judged, and we will be judged by the Torah, all of his instructions of liberty, okay? And so, ladies and gentlemen, let's not be deceived. When you are against God, that means you don't want to obey him. Uh, you don't want to, it's something about God that you just don't agree with. And that's being against God. You can't be in God's kingdom, ultimately, just partially obeying him. You have to be like Caleb and Joshua and all the prophets and, and everyone else, uh, the few people on the earth that have obeyed him and wanted to have the desire to obey him completely. You have to be like that. And the good news is the Bible indicates that most of humanity finally will get it and most of humanity will obtain immortality. But the unfortunate thing about it is the major bulk of humanity is going to have to go through a lot of suffering. And if you didn't understand what I said there, I, I, I really encourage you to go to my um, website, www.howgodcalls.com, www.howgodcalls.com, H-O-W-G-O-D-C-A-L-L-S.com, and download my free book on how God calls you to keep his instructions Torah. And so with that, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you understand what it really means to be against the Lord. And may Yah bless and keep you. And Yah willing, I'll be available to you next week. Shalom. Peace. Malachi chapter 4. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. But unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. And ye shall tread down the wicked, for they shall be ashes under the soles of your feet in the day that I shall do this, saith the Lord of hosts. Remember ye the law of Moses my servant, which I commanded unto him in Horeb for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, and the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. <laughs> 